and we are live with the All Gas No Break Sports Show. I am one of your co-hosts, Nicholas Bavona, joined alongside by Grayson Sheepy G. Marino and two very special guests today, Grayson, Louis Matrone and Joseph Fatteruso, as we get into the first half of the NHL recap and what to in store for the second half as the trade deadline is just around the corner and what we could see from some of these teams in the second half of the season when it comes down to making that deep Stanley Cup playoff run. Very exciting time here. Uh, been dying to talk hockey again since our preview. Yep. Um, really good season so far. A lot of excitement, some surprising teams, some really disappointing teams. But, I mean, we're going to get into all that, and I'm juiced right now. Uh, Lou or Joe, how, uh, how about you? I know you guys, I know Joe's a, you know, a former guest here on the show, but Lou, this is your first time here on the show. I know you've been looking forward to this moment, so glad to have you guys on for this episode. Thanks for having me back, Nick. Appreciate it, It is a very awesome time to be here. I'm very excited to be on this show. I've been asking definitely to come on this show for a while now, so thank you guys for having me. Oh, no, of course. We're definitely glad to have you guys here. Yeah. I mean, listen, and not and like Grayson said, not a better time to do it with the first half of the NHL season being a really great one, to say the least. But before we get into that talk, I know Joe's going to want to talk about this. Uh, the big-time trade with the New York Islanders getting Bo Horvat from the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, Joe, you want to get you want to get into that trade a little bit? Unbelievable, unbelievable deal. And this is coming into the time of hockey where not many teams are making it trades. I mean, nothing really has happened since really the off season. There's been not much going on. And Lou Lamorello, when he sees his team needs a, a spark, they were they were in a little bit of a slide. They lost like six or seven games in a row. Then they went. They spark off two, two, and then the third one comes at right before the end of the break. They win in overtime against the Golden Knights. And Lou is able to snag Bo Horvat, who's uh, he has uh, 35 goals at the moment. And I think he, I'm sorry, I'm 31 goals, and he just scored again tonight. So now it's 32 goals on the year. Barzell yeah. assisted. They were uh, he sent Atu Ratu, a f- former second round pick, I believe from two years ago, and Anthony Beauvillier, another former first round pick, and a number one first-round pick for either this year or next year, depending if uh, they're a top-12 finish. If they finish top-12, it's going to next year. Right. Yeah. Um, Joe, not to cut you off, I mean, Ratu was a pretty highly talented prospect in your system, was he not? Absolutely, like, yeah. He was, was top-12. I mean, yeah. I, I, he was arguably the best or second-best prospect in the system um, prior to the trade. Yeah, I mean – it's tough because now you've set the market for what the trade deadline is going to end up. Oh, yeah, no, like. definitely. And I was I, I was alluding to this before that this might be a, a, a thing for the floodgates to open for other trades because now people know what, what where people are worth now. I mean, no one's making any moves. Yeah, This no, is the first thing to fall. I just um, – I think you gave up a, a lot. No, yeah, definitely. I think, yeah. I, I think I agree with that one. I think I it was a little agree. bit of an overpay. Realistically – I know, I know you re-signed him for the the what was it? Eight years at uh, six yeah, eight, eight years, eight and a half million annually, sixty-eight mil toll. Which, in the words of Lou Lamorello, too long and too much. <laughs> but I think if you, for some reason, weren't able to get a contract done with him after the season, I I think you heavily lost that trade without question. But at least you're able to lock him up long term. But I think the contract down the road for you might have issues. No, I agree. I agree. 
But you know what? This is the problem with the market right now. The market is strong for all these players. This is what happens. The and the the, the cap is going to go up too. You got to remember this also. Well, we hope. I mean, well, next year, I, is it confirmed two million that goes up? I thought it was at least confirmed one. I think it was one with the potential of two. I think it depended on like the TV deals or something. Like and that. then they're expecting what five in three years, correct? Yeah, oh my but God. you also got to remember though, five years down the line, you guys are going to have to pay pay some people too. No, well, I mean, after this year coming up, uh, the big one is going to be Sorokin. You don't know what he's going to get. That's a I wild mean, card. He needs to get his money. I mean, Sorokin's getting like what five and a half, Lou? No more than that, no. Or is it probably, six and a half? Probably, probably. I think a minimum at least six. In my opinion. I got to look. I got to look. I, I don't quote me on that. But you know, I'm passing on that. Let's get into uh, the first half of this beautiful NHL season. I mean, you got. We'll start in the Metro, I guess. Our division. We just spoke about the Islanders currently outside the playoffs with uh, fifty-seven points. Joe, you guys gotta start rounding off some wins, buddy. Well, yeah. Well, this is the thing, though. Um, so this is yeah. if they win today, it'll be their fourth in a row. They're up four nothing. Things are uh, things are picking up right now, and the the Bo Horvat is sparking, and he's already, like I said, he's got a goal tonight. And it's pretty huge. Vitalized. It's pretty huge for you guys to get as many wins as you can right now. But since right now in the Metro Division, in terms of how it how it goes, just alone, Carolina's in first with seventy six points. Jersey's in second with seventy. We, the Rangers, are in third with 64, Washington in fourth with 60, Pittsburgh 57. You guys are tied with them at 57, obviously barring tonight, depending on if they beat, I believe it's Colorado that they're playing. You guys will still be tied in points, but they'll still have that edge over you. Um, So you're technically in sixth with 57, Philly in 51, with 51, excuse me, in seventh, and then Columbus at the bottom with 34 and eighth. And again, like these games are big for you because – you're technically tied with Pittsburgh in points, but because of how their record is compared to yours and how much games they have in the end with you, yeah. you're right behind them in the wild card spot. Absolutely. You, need, you, need, you definitely need these games to go in your favor for you. And to, and to piggy on to that, the, um, they're playing the next three games, the Canucks, which is a uh, pretty much bottom twelve team right now. Yeah, a winnable game. The Canadians, who they're not winnable very good. Game. And the Ottawa Senators. So these are games like – if you're to make a playoff push, you can't lose these games. These games have to be wins. You have to watch out for Buffalo too. They have 56. No, points. they're good. They're a good they're team. They're at some point team. as well. And all but, their guys are young, so yeah. you're only going to get better as the season goes on. You would think. Yeah. I mean, going up the division, Pittsburgh. I would say they're falling off, man. I I expected a little bit more out of them this season, but at the same time. Goaltending again continues to be. Yeah, they're going to find a way to sneak in for so are. long. They don't know when to fix it. I mean, at some point, you got to say, like, listen, we need to get somebody better than these guys that we got. Yeah. And, and they were healthy. I just think with their winning pedigree, they're going to find a way to sneak in, though. I just do. Oh, the, but the problem is too, though, is we're also talking about Florida not currently in a wild card spot. Well, I was going to get into that, Gray, where, yeah. where it came down to who would be your guys' biggest you know, surprise out of the first half, either whether it be in the East or the West, or and who the biggest disappointment is. It yeah. sounds like you're going to lean towards Florida when it comes down to biggest disappointment. But 100%. I completely utterly agree ahead. with you, Grayson. 
It's got to be Florida. Yeah, they, they, are I mean, they were they the number were... one team, and now they're ranked 20th in the league, and their goaltending has been subpar compared to last year. Mm-hmm. Bobrovsky last year had 39 wins and 53 starts, yeah. and this year he's only got 13 and 30. I know he's been a little hurt and stuff like that, but it's the same thing with Spencer Knight. As the backup, yeah. he had 19 wins and 27 starts, and he's only got 9 and 18 this year. Yeah, it's, 100%. it's insane. I, losing Huberto was there, but they're, they're, one of the biggest mistakes I think they possibly could have made as a franchise, honestly. Like, would you say that now though, with how he's playing in Calgary, buddy? You also got you just had one of the best lines in hockey. No, I, I don't disagree with that, but at the same like, time, it's it's Matthew not Kuchuk, like what they got from, with Matt Kachuk is that big of a fall off right now. No, Matthew Kachuk's been awesome for them. No, That's he probably has. been the best part about their team. But at the same time, you just you screwed up chemistry. At, what about the coach too, Grayson? What do you think yeah, about that? Uh, I mean, we all agree, we agreed early on. I mean, losing uh, th- their coaching decisions have been That's interesting, right. to say the least. You have a guy that you know had a little, and Joe Quinville had a little bit of issues. Not yeah. proud of them, as NHL fans in general. Um, and you have an interim head coach. Does a pretty good job. I he kept that team afloat. I would say. No, nah, yeah, for the most part. Yeah, did you hear what happened with him? Well, no. He arrested for a DUI, Andrew Burnett. Oh, recently. he did. Yes, this is true. And I think that was uh, this week, a couple days ago, actually. Not even happened. Yeah, it's. It, I personally, I think they should have gave him another shot, a little bit longer of a ride. I mean, I guess they're. I guess their playoff performance um, maybe didn't let him keep the job. Well, I, if I'm not mistaken, I believe he's the uh, sessions coach of one of, of the New Jersey Devils, and they're a pretty good team right now too. Yeah, and then you go after a guy like Paul Maurice, who's just like uh, – Paul Maurice has been a winner in a lot of places, but the system that Florida was running worked for them, and I think he's going down there and changed too much. He wants to implement his own system, his own breakout, the way they defend. And it's hurting not only Bob and Spencer Knight, but it hurts the whole team. There's a lot of upside, though, with that team as of right now. 100%, but there's still a massive disappointment. No, again, I I completely agree. You know, you trade a guy who had 115 points last year. You know, I I like how you brought up the whole chemistry thing because it reminds me of our team with Ryan Stroman and Panarin, but we can talk about that at a different time. But, you know, again, I think if their goaltending starts to pick it up, there is a lot of upside. Again, Matthews and Chuck's been playing outstanding for them. Speaking of defense, Brandon Montour has been really yeah. filling in the void for when Alec, um, excuse me, for when um, Aaron Ekblad's been out for the majority of the start of the season. Carter Verhage has been another guy that's been yeah. playing very well for them. Oh, yeah, they've had a lot of guys step up. It's, a, it's pretty shocking that they are where they are. But to but go the from the number one year. team in the league last year to rank twenty this year, at least so far, it's it's definitely yeah. They also had their injury issues, as you alluded to with Ekblad. He's always banged up. Barkov, another one that was banged up for a lot of the season. They need that. They need these guys to play at all at, at all times. They can't have them slip up because they don't have the uh, depth to do it. One hundred percent. So it sounds like you guys are all you know unison that the Panthers would be your biggest disappointment. Who would you say would be? The biggest surprise, like what team has really shocked you with how well they've been playing in the first half? Disgustingly, as a Ranger fan, the New Jersey Devils, uh, they went on one of the craziest runs I could remember. 
outside no, of maybe that ridiculous team to, to play. I'm, maybe I'm, <laughs> maybe outside that. Uh, what was that? Twenty thirteen. I think it was Blackhawks team. I think it was twenty thirteen. Yeah, like they've been on runs like that, and it's been incredible. Me personally, to piggyback off of you, Gray, I also said the Devils, but I'm throwing Seattle in the mix. Yeah, Seattle, 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 Seattle last year was Seattle last year was ranked 30th in the league and only had 27 wins the entire season, and now they're ninth and they've yeah. surpassed their win total already. You know, yeah, all man, four that, lines for them are firing on all cylinders. That's my biggest surprise. Seattle is out of nowhere; they came and they're good. Yeah, first place in the Pacific right now. First place. Martin Jones has been solid for them. Yeah, but also the Pacific's kind of not a good division. Yeah, but they're pet. That means they're in front of seven teams. They were last place in all of hockey. No, no, they were thirtieth in the league, Joe. Not thirty second. Oh, there was two teams. Were they the last in the West? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Um, But yeah, that's definitely a very good point. I mean, Seattle's been a very strong team all year. Um, now regaining to the Metro a little bit. I mean, I kind of want to talk about the Rangers. <laughs> this oh, team, talk. this team has been very confusing to me this season. Um, you go to the Eastern Conference Final last year, reluctantly. <laughs> Probably could have won that series to go into the Cup, but that's beside the point. We let that go. Then you find a way midway through the season. Oh, early on in the year. Just they did not look like themselves at all. No, I they looked awful. I, I go ahead. No, I thought Gallant was gone. I, I hope Gallant too. was gone. I, I was praying too. for Gallant to be gone because but. the thing is, the thing is, for at least from my opinion, he and if you look at it, like his actual numbers, I don't have them up in front of me at the current moment, but in terms of his coaching, you know, career, he has a massive drop off after the first year or during the second year of his tenure within a team. And he only lasts around like two to three seasons because of that massive drop-off. And again, throughout the entirety of the playoffs last year, there was definitely some moments where you questioned his decision-making. And I sit here and I say this completely. He's a player's coach where he'll let them do what they want as long as it's working. But he's not an actual coach where he can connect the X's and the O's and actually coach. I think there's a lot of holes when it comes to how he just manages a game or at least attempts to. I think him switching up lines almost every like seven minutes of a period is, you know, a bit of a stretch. I know other teams do it, but I think he overdoes it and it causes a lot of confusion and causes a lot of miscommunication along with the organization as a whole. And I just think when it comes down to it, I think he's again, he, he just doesn't coach properly. Well, so they go through this stretch. Jacob Truba throws a hissy fit in the middle of the game against Chicago. Yeah, three fights in two nights. Yeah, launches his helmet against the boards, and this team decides to go on probably one of their better runs I've seen in the last couple years, where every night you think they're going to win a game. Shesterkin's been on a different level again. He started off sluggish. Mika Mika's been unbelievable. Panarin's starting to get going now. It I wish he shoot more. Uh, agreed. Heedle is Well Zabinajad does all the shooting. He doesn't need to shoot. Yeah, that's true. Uh, their power play is a whole different issue. They need to restructure that power play. Well, no, that's no, the, the whole power play just runs through Mika. He either scores or no one scores. 
Well, or Kreider gets a tip in, which yeah, but he yeah, can't. But he can't, he can't tip in any. He can't tip in anything right now. That guy's a bum. Ugh, I mean, I've been saying that for a fifty-two long time. goals, and now he's a bum again. Um, Yo, it was so, a fluke season, and you can't tell me otherwise. Like, listen, he scored sixty-two total goals, including playoffs last year, and thirty-nine of them, or whatever the hell, were tip-ins, or, tip-ins uh, on the power play. If you yeah. take those away, the guys, the guy never averaged, I think, more than thirty-five goals in a season up until last year. Yeah, it was a fluke. It was a fluke last year, and it's still a fluke now. It's it's just not happening. What is he at right now? Twenty. Twenty. No, I think he's above twenty. No, he's at twenty. Is he? It's okay. either 20 or 21, one of them. Yeah. Uh, getting to the top of this, of uh, the Metro, Carolina. I mean, I think we all expect They're an amazing this. team. That's my couple. They're, yeah, they're, they're a very good team. They're just um, well, they're well coached. They're well structured. Down yeah. the bottom, they're just amazing. I, yeah, I love their team. They're tough to. They're a tough, tough team to play against. And I, I'm, I'm going to make a prediction that they're going to they're going to make a big trade come the deadline. They got yeah. money now saved up from yeah, Patrick. You got yeah. Yep, that's big. I mean, they're also, in terms of, like, in top of the league, they lead the league in shots against per game by only giving up 26 shots a game. Yeah, that's ridiculous. That's absolutely absurd. Uh, and they just, the they, they, they're, Brendan Moore, is, he knows what he's doing, man. He, he's yeah. a good coach. He he's And he gets everybody there. playing yeah. at once, and he's, he's his line combinations are good. Yeah. Jordan Stoll's still got some left in the tank. He's, every every time he plays against He still does, too, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, they even put him on the first line for a good amount of time. I don't know if he's still there right now, but I think he is still there. They're just a a very, very well coached and have a ton of skill on that team. Yeah, I think they're a juggernaut. I'm I'm a really big fan yeah, of their they're, team. They're, so very tough to play over, against too. Yeah. They grind. They're, they're, they again, do. It's, like, it's it's like you said, Joe. From top to bottom, from all four lines and all three pairings, they just they all they're all firing on all cylinders right now. Goaltending's there. Issue, I still feel well. Freddie like Anderson's that. still trying He's to good, he just can't stay in the ice. How good can he yeah. be? Yeah, and Judd, an- to answer your question, they actually moved him to the fourth line. Sadly, they put Aho. Wow, unbelievable! Go from the first to the fourth, huh? Yeah, yeah. So, moving on now to the Atlantic, uh, Boston, massive shocker to be this good. I thought they were a very good team, but I didn't think they were going to be. On See, a historic pace like this, it's funny you say that. I, I mean, listen, I didn't think they were going to be on a historic pace either, but I didn't really necessarily count them out as not being like this good. You know what I, I mean? I thought their goaltending was going to be an it, issue. People predicted them to be in second wild card. Some of them had them missing the playoffs. Yeah, they're well, amazing. I mean, you know? Going back to Grayson's point of their goaltending, he thinking of being an issue. I don't blame him for Olmark from what last year and Swayman. Yeah. You know, everyone thought that Swayman was going to really be that starter, but they they rode with Allmark and look at what he's doing this season. Yeah, he's got like a, what, a one nine. Yeah, he's right under- yeah, he right now right now Allmark leads the league in goals against with a one nine and save percentage. He's got like a one nine. Yeah, and yeah. and and leads the league and wins with twenty six. Yeah. It's disgusting. He's on. I mean, I does he even have five losses yet? Uh, I I don't think so. I'm gonna check. He might. Not. I know. I know. Boston as a whole on home ice has only lost in regulation on home ice once, and then three times in at least unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, Eric Wagon. Walmart. Yo, the definition. He only has four losses, one in overtime. Unbelievable. So he's got, that's, that's well, he, three regulation ridiculous. losses. That's sick. That's actually ridiculous. Uh, I think. I think realistically, that's your that's your leading Vesna candidate. Oh, 100%. He's yeah, he's yeah. locked up. Him and Otter one and two. 
But Sorokin might come there. He might. He might get it. He he's not gonna win it, but he he no. might be number two. I mean, just Sterling nah, Jake Ottinger's number lock. three. I think, that, right? I think he's a lock for at least being. Yeah. Ottinger's gotta be up there. But yeah, going, well, how many games has he played though? We'll get into that later. Yeah, well, Joe, we got the Fez in the conversation later. Okay, yeah, calm down. Yeah, Let's we're gonna slow it down, baby. We'll definitely talk about who, like who you guys think will at the current yeah. moment of the season. Who you guys think will win? Yeah, we'll, you know we'll those awards when it comes down to it. Um, I don't know if you want to segue into the next topic of the show, Grayson. We're talking about um, the NHL trade deadline, or if you want to talk a little bit more about some of the I, recap, it's up to you. I'm gonna. I was going to hit Toronto, and Go right then we're going to switch over to to the West. Yeah, perfect. Go right up. Um, Toronto. I mean, I guess we kind of expect this. I was hoping for more out of goaltending, but how much more can you expect out of Matt Murray, bro? Come on. Yeah. I knew he was going to say something like that. <laughs> I knew that He's under three goals against it. average. That's more than enough from him. I was waiting for it too. Yeah, I mean Sam Solomon's been good. Um, yeah, he's been. He's I mean Sam Solomon's up there in the top ten for goals against average this year. Yeah. He's at a he's two a good, four he's two. Good. I like uh, Sam Solomon. I mean, we also had Mitch Marner going on. <laughs> what was that? A twenty-one point heater. I love that. Yeah, <laughs> and of course his streak was broken by for most games in a row with a point in Toronto Maple Leafs history. Absolutely. He came along and shut him yeah, out. Yeah, well, well, for some reason he wasn't out there in the last two minutes, but that's beside the point. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean they're a solid team. I don't see them doing anything in the playoffs. They just they don't they don't give me that playoff. You still think they're soft, bro? I I really Absolutely. do, man. I, like, I don't play? think I don't think they have the depth scoring either. Like, what about Cali Youngrog? No, stop it. Uh, well, who, what's next? You want to bring up Kerfoot? <laughs> oh, my God. Please, no. Well, up here, Engvall. Oh, boy. <laughs> Come on. No, yeah, those aren't spicy names. Yak on this podcast. <laughs> like, right please stop. Can we, can we talk about how freaking Morgan Riley only has one goal right now in the season? Yeah. Well, he was hurt for a team. lot of it, too, no? He's only played he 37 missed, like, games. 10 games. He's not, nothing crazy. Yeah. yeah, you expect a little more out of him. But, I mean, what are you going to do? He's getting a little older. They just signed him recently, not too long ago. Yeah. They gave him a lot of money. I mean, he's still, I mean, he's got to be in, what, mid-30s now? No, not that old. Like, he's only 28? Oh, my God. <laughs> I feel like I've been in the NHL for, like, 30 years at this point. And plus, Gray, right now, Austin Matthews is actually on the IR. He's been there since yeah. He's been a little bit of a disappointment this year, and they've actually been pretty good. I mean, he hasn't yeah, done what he usually does. He's well, still and Nylander have just been absolutely yeah. playing out of their minds. So. Agreed. I mean, a money still. Uh, still, Tavares has been good, player. unfortunately. Yeah. yeah, we all know you. You hate the man. It's okay. <laughs> I said. Uh, I said. Unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, Buffalo surprise. Tage Thompson. I, I'm a big Tage Thompson fan. Big. big um, that guy's awesome. He's yeah. amazing. Guy, that seems very interesting. Like he, for how tall he is, his hands and shot shouldn't be as good as they are. They, they really shouldn't. But you know, we'll we'll see what if they could sneak in. Um, I'd like to see what they could do. I don't think they'll do much. Well, that's the thing. That's the thing, Greg. They're they right now. They have like fifty six points. So right now they're one point behind the Islanders, but they also have three games in hand over them. And it's it might come down to like the last six or seven games of the season because their last seven games for Buffalo, it's. They're in Florida, in Detroit, home against Carolina, against us, against the Devils, Ottawa, and Columbus. And the Islanders got to play Tampa, Carolina, Tampa. Yikes. Philly, Washington, and then Montreal for their last. last It might might as well come down to that. We'll see. Now, switching over to the Western Conference, 
Um, I guess we'll start in the central. Uh, a little bit of a surprise for me here. Dallas owning that division right now. Colorado hasn't looked the same. They've been really banged up. Yeah, I was going to say. They, yeah, half of their team has been out for like the majority yeah, it, of the year. Where is this guy? Does anyone even know where that guy's at? He might be some. He's probably somewhere in Canada taking a little <laughs> nap. He went, or he went back home to Sweden. I don't know. We'll see. Got his thing pushed back like three times already. He's, he's... Yeah, I know. Tough injury for him. Um, I mean, Jason Robinson. <laughs> Potentially the next U.S. superstar. That guy's unbelievable. Like, he could have won the MVP like the first He was right games. behind McDavid at one point with like yeah. goals and stuff like that. That's all I'm saying. The first 20 games, he was an MVP candidate. Yeah. I mean, he's still having a good year. What's he got? Fifty-seven points. He has. He's got sixty-seven. Sixty-seven. And that's I mean, tied for seventh right now. Like yeah. that's how crazy hockey's been this year with points. Yeah, hundred percent. I was reading that there's like fifteen people on pace for hundred points this year. Like you know, we haven't seen anymore in like, a long time. Uh, I mean, hundred point club. Big David's going to hit that by the trade deadline. <laughs> He's unbelievable right now. What he's doing right he, now, he's, he's, he's eight more points. That's nothing to him. That's like that's like two games. He really takes over every like shift he's in. It's really it's it's really sick to watch. Their goaltending's just been the issue every single year. But at the same time, their goaltending's I think slowly getting better. I think Stuart Skinner has uh, been Campbell was fucking hard. Okay, he was four twenty. Say his goal, his uh, goals against. He can blaze it. He can blaze it. <laughs> Class. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Stuart Skinner has been okay. No, no, he was an all star this year. He's yeah, playing. That, that's a pleasant surprise for that team. He definitely hasn't been bad at all. Yeah, their defense is still a little uh, no, outside of the top two pair. I think they need a little. Well, they Even probably need their cooled off though. Yeah. Um, I mean, Winnipeg bounce back year They're mostly amazing, because right? like yeah, well, that that also comes a lot from Connor Hellbuck. Also, real quick, Joe, to answer your question about where Landeskog is, according to ESPN. As of two days ago, he is, quote, on track to begin skating soon. He still hasn't started skating yet? To begin oh, skating oh soon. Oh, my gosh. He's supposed to come back in freaking November before the season started. Now he's on track to start skating soon in freaking February. How is that even possible? They're saying a March return still looks like it's the plan. Unbelievable. Jeez. That's a tough year for him. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, use him. Kyle Connor having a solid season. Point of game player. Miller's back. He's back and yeah. at it. He's killing it. Morrissey Tightly scoring goals at you mean Josh Morrissey? Yeah. yeah, Josh Morrissey, bro, having a solid season back there. That's a North candidate right there, Josh. Uh, he's really like at least top he, five in the candidate season. Though. He's got to be. I think he might be top three. I think so. Yeah, but we'll get we'll get back there. Pierre Luc Dubois finally starting Actually, to show, of course, show that I traded. Cole Perfetti and Young Gid coming up, having a couple pretty good games. They had him on the first line, I think, for a little yeah. bit. They're they're an okay team out west. They're a pretty solid. Team. I like the bonus too. Their coach Rick Bonus from yeah. that, he used to be on Dallas. He, yeah. He's got a good system. He does. It, it fits. It fits teams that don't have that that full depth on defense anyway. Yeah, helps the defense out. hundred percent. Yeah, and their defense um, is a little bit lacking. Yeah, defensively anyway. Hundred percent. Minnesota, another team. I mean, we kind of expected to be a good team this year. Um, I. I want to say I expected a little bit more out of their goaltending this year. Philip Gustafson hasn't been that bad. No, he's good, Gustafson. He's Gustafson's, stepping up. It, it's not Gustafson. It's Flower. 
Yeah, I was gonna say because Gustafson is at least third in the league in goals against. He's got a two two six. No, he's killing it. He he probably didn't take. All, he might be the starter for the playoffs. I, I can see it with a two two six and a nine two two save percentage. I can see it. Hundred percent. How good is that guy, Caprizo? Man, he's freaking amazing. Oh my god. Him and Zuccarello just are on another level. You can you watch know? him play, and he just does stuff that you don't see many yeah. hockey players do. Ever. You know what the thing too is? Uh, they need to go in Gamma Center. That, honestly, it, yeah, they've been I rotating who Sam Steele and Erickson Eck and whatever. Yeah, like they should put Erickson Eck there more. He plays good with them. I don't understand why they're doing these other people. But they they need to add a center. <laughs> no, no, obviously yeah. you would like Erickson Eck to be your number two center, but yeah, well, at the time being, he should be the number one. Yeah, I agree. Um. Now shifting over to the Pacific. I mean, I guess the Predators. We yeah, they're they're nothing too special. I I really that team has fallen off pretty hard. Saros definitely took a step back. Saros is taking a step back. Yoshi's I mean, just, nasty. Yeah, just the but again, you think of, you think of Nashville and it's just Forsberg and Yosi. I mean, Duchesne's you know starting to. But. Yeah, but I mean, when your leading point scorers Phil Forsberg at forty-one points, you're not going to be a good team. I'm sorry, yeah. Yeah, forty-one points in this with the way scoring in this economy. Season, yeah, basically, <laughs> in the way in the way the NHL is right now, forty-one points is not doing it. That's another team that needs like a top centerman. They're top center right now. I mean, he hasn't been playing. Uh, you're terribly. paying enough. You're paying enough for centers right now between Duchesne and Johansson. I know, but yet they don't even play Duchesne at center. They play him on the wing with Forsberg, which is and ridiculous. Glass. Every one of these teams could have used Bobo. <laughs> I knew that was coming. St. Louis, another. Uh, dare I say the Chief might be fired? Can I ask another question about the Blues? What is going on with Jordan Binnikin? Um, exactly what I've been saying for years. He's not that He's good. He's only in playoffs. No, it's, it's not a like. It's just he is one of the biggest like. He's a basket hot headed. Yeah, he's a basket case. That guy tried to start a fight with some guy after he scored on him. Yeah, that was classic, though. I, I love that energy from a goaltender, but not when you can't back it up. That's one of the biggest cases of only you can play in the playoffs. Yeah. Or, or Cinderella story. Only, only you got hot once. Uh, I just – I've never been sold on that guy. No. Um, Their team is – Tarasenko is another guy that could be moved. We'll talk about he's that. Getting old, he's getting old, though. But we'll, again, we'll get into that later. Yeah, I mean, that, that team's old. They have a lot of really bad contracts. Um, they're banking on Kyrie and Thomas being good for their future. Yeah. But other than that, Kyrie, Kyrie's been showing that he's been he's, yeah. been no, he's good. And so is Thomas. They're both really good. Yeah. Yeah. Special. All right. Moving over to the Pacific. Seattle, we already discussed being a complete surprise. How is LA division. second in that division? Because um, that division's horrible. Because Kevin Fiala was a, one of the best. Yeah, but correct, uh, but realistically, but realistically, LA over a team like Vegas or over a team like even Edmonton, even though they're struggling. Vegas is struggling to score right now. They're in trouble. Yeah. That, you know what I mean? Like yeah, for for a team like LA to really kind of step up and be second in the division, they're technically tied for first in that division along with Seattle. Yeah, it, it it's an interesting it's interesting over there right now. But you know, Vegas, like you just said, took a massive step back. Edmonton discussed. I mean, you have Connor McDavid, but for he some can only reason, do so much for you. though. Yeah, McDavid and Drysdale can't do everything. Team sport. Can't yeah. win without a team. You can't have two guys and that be it. They, they need they need to go oh, out. Oh, Eugene Hopkins has been amazing too. Can't, and Hyman. Both of those guys yeah. have been really good too. I mean, they need I to go out and get depth. They need to go get depth at the deadline. Yeah, definitely. And um, Kane, Kane coming back is a big acquisition. Yeah. You got to see what you got to see also what Vegas is going to do considering now that Mark Stone's probably done for the year. Yeah, they uh, I mean, they're probably – yeah. 
The, That's terrible. The, I saw a potential that he might be done. Poor guy, man. He can't stay healthy ever. No. I mean, a lot of these guys can't nowadays. Yeah. Um, Calgary's in the la- in the final wild card spot. Saw one of the best games I've probably watched in a really long time last night with them. That, the game, that game was an absolute like. Um, if, if that was like the, somebody you wanted to introduce hockey to and show them that yeah. game, that that would have been like the perfect game to introduce them to hockey. Uh, they, I mean, they were hoping for more out of Huberto. I just don't think he's gotten comfortable yet. He also was playing with one of the best centers in the league. As he looks good out there. Yeah, I, it's just. I don't know. Again, their goaltending hasn't been that much like that special either. No, Markstrom's been horrible. No, but I mean, he's still he's 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 still a good goalie. But going from a guy who had what seven shutouts like the first ten games last year to this, I don't know, man. I don't know. No, I don't have that guy. He's fell off big time. So run down one more time for everybody. Atlantic Division, you got Boston, Toronto, and Tampa as your top three. Metro, you got Carolina, the Devils, and the Rangers. Your two wildcard teams as of right now are Washington and Pittsburgh, the two old heads. One of them's going to fall off. It's going to happen. I, I think it's probably going to be Washington over Pittsburgh, unfortunately. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest, Joe. They're both oldest. Those teams are really old. <laughs> I'm going to make a quick bold prediction for that, for that last wildcard spot. I think it's I think it's going to be Buffalo. Probably, I, I think that's a fair shot. And then the West, you got in the Central, Dallas, Winnipeg, and Mini. As your top three in the Pacific, you got Seattle, LA, and Vegas, and then Edmonton and Calgary are your wild card teams. I don't see the West changing very much, except for one of those wild card teams dropping out for Colorado once they get healthy and get all rolling. I mean, Colorado's got three games in hand over Calgary and two over Edmonton, so I yeah, think so I think, I, I I think yeah, Colorado can even kick out one of their uh, divisions. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they're only, they're only like one. This. Nashville also has it's they're kind of like the same scenario. They're four points out of the of a wild card spot too. But their last six games are against Vegas, Carolina, Winnipeg, Calgary, Minnesota, and Colorado. Colorado's last six are San Jose, L.A., Anaheim, Edmonton, Winnipeg, and Nashville. And then Calgary's is Anaheim, Chicago, Winnipeg, Vancouver, Nashville, San Jose. Anything could happen towards the end of the season if it's still this close. All right. So uh, we're going to move on to uh, the next couple couple weeks are going to be pretty interesting with the trade deadline coming up. We're going to go over a couple guys that – could probably be moved. Maybe not. We'll see. I mean, one guy I think is almost guaranteed to be going, Patty Kane. I don't think it's probably... him, honestly. If, if he so. wants to be moved, he's going to be traded. If he doesn't, no. So this is this is what I found out about Patrick Kane. Right now, his decision is coming soon on if he'll waive his no movement, and teams have seven to ten days to negotiate a deal with Chicago or else he's probably not moving. Yeah, I mean, I, from what I've been reading – his desired destination is New York. He wants to play with Panarin again. But I can't I can't justify giving up a guy like Kako for him. I can't. No. Uh, but at the same time, I don't know if they're just going to let him walk. If you could get something. No, they're going to trade him for something. Yeah. But he's going to give, like, what is he going to give? That's, that's even if he moves his no movement. He's going to give three teams that he's going to want to go to. I'm assuming New York. I mean, if he's smart, I don't know. They can't afford it, but Edmonton would be a nice spot. Go play with Connor for a year, for half a year. Really go have yourself. Well, but you got to think that what's a call can take what fifty percent. Chicago, yeah, so that's what uh, five, five million. million. It's a t- it's a tough. It's that's a lot of damage. I already I already said this to Grayson like in a phone call a couple days ago, but I think realistically a Kratzov, Zach Jones, and a first for Patrick Kane will suffice for me. Constantly. 
Joe, you just gave up nothing to get. Yeah, really stop. Um, Timo Meyer, another guy potentially on the move. I've heard um, at least five teams are are calling about his availability. Yeah, I've, I've seen calls. He's awesome. That's that's a he's that's a very good. Bet. That's the big Joe. Also, right too, he's going. At, he's your top market forward for sure. Um, Isn't he supposed to get like a ten million dollar call? That's his qualifying offer. Yep. Yeah, which is ten million. Which is why I don't think teams are going to be willing to give up a lot because ten million dollars in the cap a lot. situation it is right now. It's a lot of goddamn money. How many he goals does he have right now? He's going to be a fifty goals. He scored score tonight. I know that. So Ed yeah. one. Um, interesting. Meyer, Meyer, I think right now um, he's not in the top ten in goals. I know that. Yeah, he's not. Um, but sorry for the but team. The, but teams that I've heard about, he's got about Meyer, goals, twenty assists. Twenty goals, twenty assists. Yeah, he's well, twenty nine because he he scored tonight. Oh, I think. yeah. So. But the teams that have, he can definitely hit 50. But teams that have called in on him in terms of availability, the Devils have, we have, Carolina has. Imagine Carolina getting him, Toronto, Buffalo. It would be nuts. Teaming, teaming him up with Ajo would be ridiculous. That would be disgusting. I think Taravina would probably have to be included in that deal now. Yeah, well, he's kind of smelly right now. He's not doing nothing. I don't know what happened. He fell off big time. Yeah, I don't, he'll find his rhythm again. Yeah. I think he's one of those guys that knows – he could coast a little bit during the regular season and then on the back half turn it on. Um another guy potentially on the move, Jacob Chickering. They are on absolute crack for what they're asking for. They're asking guy. for two firsts. At plus, plus, two firsts plus two firsts yeah, plus prospects. I know. They are Stoned, but there's four team. There's four teams that have made calls on him already. Of Edmonton, course, LA. This is what happens when the guy's making four and a half million for three years, and he's in yeah. the top two defensemen. Teams like Edmonton, come, LA, Boston, and Ottawa. Calls and, on him Those guys aren't available often. No, they're not. And honestly, as much as I say it's a lot, it's a lot for a team that's already in cap trouble. Yeah, but at the same time, it, you could pick up a top. What I'd say he's a top ten defenseman in the league. I think it's a fair. Yeah, when he's, he's, when he's fully healthy and he's, yeah. and he's all all rev up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'd give him. I'd give him top fifteen, not top ten. He could be a top ten player. He definitely could be. Hundred percent. Could be, but not right now. No, um, I'm saying when he. You know what? Actually, since he's came back, he's been really good. Honestly, his stats say. Really I still think he's at least a top fifteen, at least right now. Like yeah, in this I'm current fine. moment, he's top fifteen. But I think he definitely has a chance. To be it's a big guy to add for any team that I want. But at the same time, too, though, if you're going to go out as a defenseman, why not go out Gavrikov? And another guy hasn't really been talked about. And his, and his cap season. hits what? I think like sub two and a half. Yeah, he's he's really cheap, and I I don't I haven't seen anything about about his market price right now. I haven't either. But, I just know I, I just mean, know he would be like a, a, a decent ad because of the cap hit. Same yeah, with I mean, Klingberg on one year contract that what yeah, five six. Well, million. Klingberg on a team that's going after. I mean. Not Bedsy to come. watch. Yeah, I mean Bedsy. <laughs> if they get Bedsy, that team's gonna be great. Teams are just trying to toe drag release, man. Yeah, <laughs> for Coach Chippy. You know who could use Klingberg? Dallas. Well, fair enough. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Joe, can I ask you a question? Yes. Another uh, deadline rumor that's going on right now, obviously, is Tarasenko. There have been 
some reports of possibly the Islanders maybe getting going after him. What nice. would, in your honest opinion, what would you give up for a guy like him? I don't know. I mean, and I, I was trying to, I'm trying to get the gist of what this, what the uh, first round pick um, stipulation in the Bo Horvat trade means. Like, could they trade next no. year's first round pick no. or no? no? No, you can't. You can't trade either of those picks. It's That's the condition of the pick. So whatever yeah. happens, it's like that pick's yeah. gone from you, but it turns into a first either this year or next yeah. year. You can't trade a pick that could potentially go to a different team. It's not yeah. how that works, buddy. Right. So, I mean, you take that out of the equation, now you don't have to work with that. So now, yeah. I mean, I don't know how interested they'd be in Scott Mayfield. I mean, Scott I, Mayfield? <laughs> I mean, it's not going to be – that's obviously not going to be the biggest piece in it, but he's a solid defenseman. He's a, he should slot, slot into their top four. So, so Joe, I heard I, – I saw this actually on Instagram. Shout out NHL.discussions Instagram. Of fan mock trades for Tarasenko and Barbashev to go to the Islanders for Wallstrom, Will DeFore, and a fir- and first round picks. And, and what? And and a, and a first round pick or maybe two. For for who? Tarasenko and Barbashev. That's ridiculous. There's no way you can do that. The, Tarasenko right now he's going to give four or five teams he's going to be able to go to. So that's already limiting what you're going to get in return initially right away. Because he has a full no trade clause. Yeah, that's coming from your fan base in a mock trade. So, I will, I but, uh, some people are idiots. I mean, I mean, not to bring up somebody a little surprising to be on the market and potentially Dylan Larkin. I'm not surprised. I'm not. Uh, I'm slightly surprised. I'm not only because the contract that Bo Horvat just got from the Islanders is now, I think. The standard standing for what he wants from Detroit, and Detroit can't give that to him. They're gonna move him at least for something. They no, he's, he's an RFA too. Like, so you have to think about: is he RFA or is he UFA? Yeah, he's RFA. No, he's RFA. So, so he's gonna get more in return in a trade too. So, yeah, right, exactly. If, if they were to trade him, they're gonna get a shit ton in return. Like, he's gonna yeah, be but a, who could afford to give up that? That's the thing. Do you be surprised? I mean, a guy like Larkin doesn't come around often in a trade. No, I'm, not, I'm not disagreeing, but I'm saying like. What team is really going to sit there and give up what they got to give up to go get him? Uh, not many. Uh, at that rate, I'd rather go get Ryan O'Reilly. No, Larkin's way better than him. Way better. No, but you're talking about a guy, Ryan O'Reilly, proven playoffs. Yeah, but you're he's not going to have to, him too. But hold on. But you're also not going to have to give up as much. Yeah, but if you're if if you're well, a team go like, after Jonathan well, Taze. I'm trying to think of a team like that. I heard Jonathan Taze might go to Winnipeg. Uh, like, what if Dylan Larkin was to go to the Hurricanes? They can't afford him. Yeah, they could afford him. Afford him. Patrick just got is is off oh, the team. I'm talking. I'm talking for future. Oh, they're gonna they'll trade any draft picks they have to get to get him. It's not like they need the draft picks. No, I'm talking like their cap hit going forward. Like I they can take it because Patrick they're accounting for Patrick being in their cap right now. Yeah, but you also have to understand though. Again, like he because he's an RFA, so obviously obviously they're gonna get a lot more. But again. With Bo Horvat's new contract, that's that's the standpoint of centers like him, if not more. And he's going to get more than Horvat. No, yeah, but he's definitely worth it, and that, that puts them oh, over I'm not the top. He's not, but it, it, I'm talking purely financial. Yeah, no, they can't afford it. They can't afford him. Right. Somebody would have to take on Patriotti's contract, and nobody's going to do that when that guy's literally just. No, he's on long term IR. His contract's off. Yeah, for this season. For this season, though, Joe. Yeah, but how many how many more seasons is he on he's the got, team? I think two more. I think is he that long? 
I believe so. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's a different story. I thought he was. Yeah. Done, I thought he was done after this. No. Uh, I'll, I'll check it. But all right, so we're gonna move on. We're gonna. We gotta move on. Because <laughs> <laughs> we, we all know we can talk about this all night. But we got. We gotta go. What's next on the on the uh, pie chart? What do we got? Ah, uh, un momento. I would probably actually wait. I, I want to do the half play point awards before we get into uh, our predictions for our teams and what what has to happen. Right. Um. All right. So we're gonna start with the Jack Adams. I think it's kind of unanimous. It's gotta be Jim Montgomery. You know yeah, what? I can see is a dark horse though. Axel. With Seattle, uh, fair, hundred percent. No, fair. Jim Jim Montgomery, hundred percent. But I think a dark horse would be Haxtell. Yeah, I, I think that's a. Those are yeah. probably the top two. I mean, those are kind of kind of hands down. Yeah, going right right um, now. It's hard not to pick either of those guys right now. Yeah. All right. Um, Hart Trophy in our one. We. I don't really think there's much of a discussion. McDavid. I mean, the guy's going to have a hundred points by the trade deadline. It's. Kind of have a hundred points by the end of the week. <laughs> he definitely could have hundred points. By it's the end it's of the possible. Week. Um. Vesna, Allmark, Hellinger's a close Iger. one, though, in my opinion. I, I think those are the top three right now, in my personal opinion. Who was it? Allmark, Andre, and who? Connor Hellock. Yeah. Um, I'm probably leaning towards Allmark. Uh, Allmark. I mean, hey, the guys, Phil Wilson is ridiculous. <laughs> he's, it is. Again, a sub two goals against, man. Like It's tough to... Be the guy out for the, that. The guy, the guy leads the league in the major categories of goals against, save percentage, and wins. Yeah, he had to fall. How many good. shutouts does he have? He has uh, two. On. I think he has. Yeah, he has two. Right. It's funny though because Ottinger's right behind him in goals against. He's second he with two, two five, and he's got a nine two four save percentage. I mean, he has four less wins, but he's got double the shutouts that he does. Yeah, that's, that's a weird. But I think I, I think I can agree with you there. I think Allmark probably. Uh, just again with the four losses alone on the yeah. season is just in, unheard of. But yeah, it's it's tough to not give that guy. I'm just pretty um, close. So the Norris, this one for me is tough because I have the my local guy bias. Same with Adam Fox, bro. There's no way that guy's winning over Eric Carlson. You guys are capping to yourself. I, I hope. Oh, calm down. <laughs> slow, slow your roll. <laughs> Eric Carlson's the favorite by far, and I'm He's okay up. with him winning. But at the same time, I said my 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 team that's bias. Fair. That's fair. That's fair. Is Foxy with Rasmus and Morrissey is kind of like a. I was gonna say if it, if it's not Eric Carlson, if like realistically again, I know he's doing what he's doing now. Yeah, but I mean Rasmus Dahlin's been Dahlin's been playing that's unbelievable. Uh, Morrissey got the nickname Josh Norrissey at one point in the season. He's going to have again yeah, having awesome a great year. Again, the Ranger bias in me. I agree with you, Grayson, of Adam Fox. It, it's tough not to want to pick Fox, but you know, it, it's I, the right thing. Carlson yeah. is. I mean, I think he's. I, I'm pretty sure he's leading in assists. He scored. To, he again. He is. He scored tonight. Yeah. He's, he, he's on a different he's on a different run, again. which is insane because of like how where he's been and how yeah. bad that team is. Yeah, yeah, I don't understand. Yeah, he's top ten in scoring in the league. In he the, might get on the move, oh, but they wanted what I think like three first round picks or something. Yeah, they, they sh- what they should be doing? They should be trading that guy right now for the highest he's going to get, and and just running whatever they can get. Because how much how much better is he going to get? I mean, how much can he's he, not he's not going to get this. That's what I'm saying. What he's doing right now is ridiculous. There's got to be teams that want that. 
Um, but not at that asking price. That's no, definitely not. But I'm saying you can get not for three first round picks. Not even close. Um, now we're going over to the Calder. Uh, I'm between. I think this is kind of unanimous too. How Logan Thompson for me is. Maddie Berniers is definitely my number one, but I think Logan Thompson's. I mean, Berniers has Berniers is what thirty six and forty seven right now. He's got, uh, I think, seventeen. Yeah, he's got seventeen goals and nineteen assists. Yeah, or or the other way around, one of them. Uh, no, yeah, no, seventeen goals, goals, nineteen goals. assists. Seventeen goals. Yeah, uh, he's a very, he's probably your Calder winner. Um, I mean, unless I like what Thompson. Logan Thompson's doing, doing though too. You got a good point in saying that. Absolutely. The but only three that come to mind for this like trophy, not well, him too. I guess now four. But I mean, like Mason McTavish is probably the only other guy that I, mean, I can see being in the conversation. Have, um, but it's Matthias Maselli too. Oh, in Arizona. Yeah, I mean he's had a pretty he's had a pretty solid season. I still uh, think I still think it's more definitive shit. for Beniers, but I can see your argument for Logan Thompson. I can. I mean, I I not that I think that it's likely, but he's been a pretty solid goaltender this season Absolutely. on a team that is older and. Honestly, in my personal opinion, kind of struggling. He's undrafted now. Yeah, that's pretty, pretty nice, sure. man. This I mean, he's got 19 wins on the season. That's that's not terrible. Yeah. Yeah. He's up there with a couple of the big boys. He's in the top ten wins. wins. Yeah, not that that's a huge stat that I personally go off of, but he's been. Yeah, it's more of a team stat than anything yeah. else. Yeah. All right. I mean, now. Now's when it comes down to uh, our predictions on Eastern Conference champions and your Western Conference champions and then uh, your cup teams. But I also, we kind of skipped over this. Uh, what you guys think each of our local teams need? So the Rangers, the Islanders, and the Devils at the deadline, what they should probably go and pick up. I know we're, we're jumping back to this. I completely forgot I wanted to mention this. That's... That's my bad. Joe, you can start. A need for the Islanders? Yeah. No, Joe. I mean, the, the Bo Horvat thing was huge. Like, I mean, even if they weren't to add one, like, it wouldn't be awful because that other trade happened. But if they if they can find a way to finagle, like, I'm trying to think of guys. I mean, Tarasenko is like the golden, the golden boy right now for me. Oh, of course. But... I think you just need a better winger to play over Josh Bailey. I I'm 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 a fan of what he's doing right now with with these two other guys. Uh, I think he's he's intention his game big time right now. This is it's uh it's nice to see. I wouldn't move him off yet, yet just yet. I, I think. But you want better a better guy. Forward. You definitely do. You're right. In my opinion, Joe, for you at least, I think you know somebody to play that's better than Bailey with uh, Barzell at least. I think maybe a bottom six defenseman and then like a little bit more depth maybe on like your third or fourth line. Well, the, the Prize Palmieri and um, not Prize Prize Pajot and Holmstrom is the, the third line. That's pretty nice. I mean, Holmstrom is a, for, a former first round pick, so you yeah. want him to get as much experience as possible. Right. Uh, you run into the Rangers problem of uh, first round picks on the third line. Yep. Yeah, he actually scored a goal today. He scored a nice. Uh, he went bar down, so that's pre- nice. that pretty nice to see. But uh, yeah, you you want to see them get as much experience as possible. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Getting over to the Devils. I mean, what? With the way this team's played all year, what what do they need? That's their bottom six. Yeah, I would agree with that. I and I and definitely somebody better than Sharon Govich or Zetterlin to play with Hughes. They have to. 
Yeah, I think they need to upgrade. Listen, how early. amazing is that guy, man? He was his freaking sick. Oh that guy's on a mission and a half right now. I mean, he, he's got 35 goals on the year. He is awesome. Seven points on the year, too. Yeah, but I think I think if you could find somebody better to play with him. I mean, listen, Andre Pallad has been a great ad for them, but I know he plays on the first line with – excuse me, I know he plays on the first line with um, Keisher and Bratt. But I think – you need you definitely need like a number two with Hughes, and then I think for them, as long as their goaltending keeps up their intent, like as long as Vanacek keeps playing the way that he's playing, I think I think they'll definitely make it, you know, pretty decently far in the playoffs. I think maybe a bottom six defenseman over Brendan Smith too. I actually like their decor; it's not the worst. Brendan Smith playing good on their team. He's not bad. He, he but he was he was always a solid defenseman. It's just he wasn't what the Rangers needed, and then Carolina used him and. I think all our defense that went to Carolina played a lot better. I guess, huh? Yeah. Devils got Timo Meyer. They'd be a really scary team. Yeah, that's what what I'm saying. Would be a perfect fit on that team. Perfect. I think that's that's got to be their top priority right now. Absolutely. You know what the the devil the uh, Sharks guys been scouting their their games last yeah three weeks. They've been the Devils have been calling them about his about Meyer. Yeah, they've been having a lot of scouts at their games. I've been I've been hearing the Sharks have been Um, very interested in them. Now, Lou, we'll get over to the Rangers. Um, <laughs> we need a top six winger. Yes, that's that was um, the first thing to, I wrote down too. To bury Crowder in the bomb, <laughs> the bomb six, please. See, it's, for the it's love of God. See, here, here's my thing with us. Besides the top, the top six winger, I think again when it comes down to it, and I don't know, I don't know if you would agree with me on this. You probably would, but I think we need to be. We need to have that physicality aspect back to our game compared to last year. We do not have that. Galan has been – it's like it's like Galan has – outside of the game last night with Truba and his big hits, the majority of the season, it's all stick check, stick check. Like there was the game against Toronto in overtime. All Keandre Miller had to do was just step in and just, you know, put the body on Marner instead of throwing the yeah. stick at him and let him walk right around him for the, for the game winner in overtime. 100%. I think – Missing a guy like again, I, I will always go back and say that I think trading Ryan Reeves was a mistake. I liked his I liked his energy in the locker room. He's much better than Sammy Bly. That guy's a walking traffic cone, and I can't stand him. And he should just go back to the AHL. And, Sammy. I, and yeah, and I just I think we need to bring that grit back to our game because come playoff time, you know our guy. You again, everyone's more physical in the playoffs. Our top end guys are going to start getting knocked around, and there's going to be nobody to really kind of enforce that kind of same mentality back to the other team. Again, I don't rely on guys like Sammy Blay to throw a hit. I don't rely on guys like you know, um, besides like, besides Jacob Trouba on defense. Nobody else is going to lay the body like that. I I think I think we need to be more physical. And personally, I think Shesterkin needs to kind of elevate his game a little bit more because there's some goals that he's given up this year that you scratch your head at that he he needs to stop. There's been a lot of five hole goals that he's given up that he should stop, and a lot of I know like breakaways. They're obviously it's it's tough as is, but you you need you you can't just be giving up goals nonstop. Like whether it's through the five hole or on an easy like you know, two-on-two where somebody just shoots it far side over his blocker and it goes in. There's times where he's been not of not enough poised for my liking and too twitchy for my like for my liking. So I yeah, think that's I'm, what we need to do. Honestly, I think they really need to go go out and get Tyler Mott again. I think that guy fit our team. Bring perfectly. him home? 
but that but like the thing is is that like (laughs) it it goes it goes back to like because again like a guy like frank vitrano apparently is also like around there too the thing is is that why would you go back out when you could have just resigned i get it like you You know would be perfect with the rangers pavel bushnevich but you know what at the same time this all goes back to the chris Kreider signing Chris Kreider getting signed. Him and Trubis contract are handcuffing yeah. us to shit right now. We should have signed Pucinevich instead of Kreider. Uh, no, no Joe. The th- here, the, th- the reason that we didn't re-sign Pucinevich and we traded him was to, to sign guys like Zibanejad for a longer term, which I think yeah. – No, that's fine. I get better. that part. Right, which yeah, but, it pans out a lot. Like if we if we brought back Pucinevich, then we probably lose Zibanejad at some point. There's no way you lose. No. There's, There's no, no way you lose that guy. You, no. Lou, you are completely off base with that. This goes back to you had Kreider as a hot commodity at the trade deadline during that COVID year. Oh, no, that I agree with you. They, they should have traded him. Instead, they re-signed him. That then causes, that's what, $6.5 million on your cap. Is it 6 and a half or is it 6 I think it's 6 and a half. It um... might be 6 Either way, still $6 million on your cap for a guy that had not six been a solid player. We scored 50 goals last year. He was really good last year. He was definitely yeah, worth six million. Yeah, and where is he right now? No, now he's not worth six million. No, not he's back to his own form. He's back to normal. This goes <laughs> back to that. What they really need to do, honestly, if you can get Kane at a, a decent trade value, not giving up Lafreniere, not giving up Keandre Miller, not giving up Heal, not giving up Kako. If you could go out and get him, go get him. Other than I that, think, I think that trade that I mentioned earlier from us makes perfect sense to do. But I don't know if they'll take that. But we'll see. If they do, great. If they don't, whatever. It depends if they think Kratzow is really a bottom half. Yeah. Well, it's not like it's not like Gallant's really playing him. He'd rather play yeah. Sammy Boyle, man. Which yeah, well, that means he sounds like a bot. No, that's because Gallant's a moron. No, that's because Gallant again. Gallant's stubborn. He's not gonna. He's not gonna yeah. do it. Uh, I actually agree with Lou on that. Yeah, but how? But how are you gonna give him any trade value if he doesn't? Gallant even literally him? came out and said, "I'm not here to develop players. I'm here to win." So like, yeah. so obviously, the guy's not good then. If he can't win with him, the no. he's not giving him the like. Yeah. I don't know, man. I Joe, think he, I think he definitely he, deserves to play a lot better, a lot more ice time than Sammy Blade does. Considering the guy hasn't scored a goal for us, I know he came off injury, and I get it, but the guy hasn't scored a goal for us ever since he's got here. No, like, it's fair. been, like, 40-plus, 50-plus games that the guys have scored a goal for us at all. What did they get with that draft pick that they got from Buchanavich? Anything um, that they get? What pick was that again, Gerard? Second round pick, I think. Uh, I th- was that Will Cooley? Uh, maybe. He was – hold on. What was he doing? But, whatever. Um, yeah. I don't know. That's, that's that's kind of what I think we need in terms of what we need to do to make a deeper run. Because realistically, again, if you want to talk about last year's playoff run for us, seven games against Pittsburgh, which should oh, yeah, have been earlier. They grinded out two many series. No, yeah. So again, seven games. Like The problem is, too, again, compared to last year, we were never able to close out series when they needed. Yeah, that so. Pittsburgh series could have easily ended in, you know, five, six games. That Carolina series definitely should have ended in six games. And they should be. And I think – and, and, and call me crazy, but if we won game six against Tampa and we got that extra day's rest, I think we were beating them and going to the cup final. Um, they should have won game three, but that's beside the point. Yeah. Uh, moving on. Uh, cup predictions. 
Who's coming out of the East? Joe, you'll go first. Hurricanes. That's my team. I think they're all, all the way down. They're freaking – they're good to go, man. They got a guy – they, they add another guy, and they're really – they're going to be a really sick team to play against. Who are they playing in the Eastern Conference Final? Who are they going to play? Probably Boston. I you mean, they're going to be tough. I think Boston's going to keep rolling through all the way. Huh? I mean, who else, who else do you think is going to be good enough to play in? Um, I, I mean, maybe know. Tampa again. Who knows with them? I was going to say, are you really going to count Tampa out? Toronto. Definitely not Toronto, though. <laughs> yes, that, that, that guy, that team is soft as can be. You know it, Greg. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. All right, Lou. What? I think I'll agree with Joe. For me, it's a toss up between Carolina and Boston. And uh, again, to piggyback off of Joe, I think with Carolina, just again, top down, all the way, all four lines, all three pairings, the way that they are leading the league, and you know giving up the least amount of shots per game. They're well-structured, and I think, you know, it's definitely stuck in Brindamore's head that he's salty that he lost to us in seven. And I think he's really going to try to make the certain moves that he needs to make to get them over that. And, again, with just with Boston itself, I think realistically, again, with how they're playing and how they're structured right now, I know their top six is definitely firing on all cylinders. Their depth's not as strong. But I think they like with their goaltending situation of both Swayman and Allmark right now. I think they're actually between the two of them. I think they're the the lead in, I think it, goals against like the least goals against around yeah. the league. I think they've only given up like 110 each, not each. Excuse me, 110 total, or something like that. But I think it's a toss up between Carolina and Boston. But if I had to choose one of them, I'm probably gonna go with Carolina because I think they can shut down Boston's top six. Um, I'm also going with Carolina. But at the same time, I could totally see one of these dark horse, either the Rangers or Tampa or, I mean, I don't think Toronto's going anywhere. I don't oh. think the Devils have the the grit. They're a team in the, the future, the Devils. Yeah. Uh, if Buffalo sneaks in, they could maybe shock one of those, one of these teams. Be like Columbus fucking, oh, excuse yeah. me, Columbus in uh, the uh, yeah. Tampa With series. Yeah, the Tampa series, yeah. Um. I'm going to say Carolina probably gets to the cup. Like we've said, I mean, they're just – they're so good. Um, There's not really much more you could say. If, they, if they're if they healthy goaltending-wise and they're getting consistent goaltending, they're going. They're either winning a cup or they're at least making it. I think now, switch, good second half. <laughs> if you could stay healthy. True. Now switching over to the Western Conference. Um, You know, we're going to start with Lou. Lou, what do you got for us? I know it may be surprising as the, like it's maybe quote unquote obvious it's somewhat like a dark horse pick. I think Dallas will because again just with how Andre has been playing and I think with how their team is also structured with the pace of Jason Robertson, Joe Pavelski's always been a, a big star for them as well. I mean Jamie Ben and Tyler Sagan still have at least something left in their tanks to keep it going. Um I'm not going to say Colorado only because, again, with how their team has been, in ter- like I know they've been banged up all year. If it, if they had their team firing at all cylinders from the start of the year, then it's probably a different story. But I think, for me, it's going to be Dallas. I could see maybe Winnipeg, maybe. Maybe Seattle makes some noise but not get to the, the conference final. But I think I think it's going to be Dallas for me. All right. I got, I got Winnipeg. 
that I'm loving it. I love that their new coach bonus. I'm a, I'm a fan of what he does, what he what he how he changes teams. And I think they already have the offense right now in place and and the goaltending. I'm a, I love Hello Bucks game too, man. Yeah, that guy's I mean, great. It's hard not to. Um, yeah. yeah. You got anything else for that? I, I I don't know. I mean, like I said, the the defense is um is is improved heavily with Babonis and Shifley is now scoring goals on top of the assist that he usually gets. Ealers is finally healthy again. Uh, that's a scary team. Oh, I I fully agree with you. Um, I'm actually going Colorado. Uh, if if Landeskog's able to get healthy and they stay healthy, how can you not pick them? That team's a wagon. You think Gorgiev's a cup winning goalie? I don't. I don't trust. I, mean, I didn't think Darcy Kemper was a starter. I didn't think Darcy Kemper was a, a cup winning goalie either. Yeah, but the difference between Phil Grubauer. But the or, difference between the two like, of them is that they had their offense on fire in all cylinders. Like, you're talking about goaltenders could go into that system and be okay. Good enough to win them a series. They're such a good team. Gorgiev might not have been great right now. I mean, he's still got, what, like a 919? No, he's good. He's not bad. He's got, a, he's got a 919, and he's got, no, I think, good. 20 wins on the season. So yeah, yeah like, nine, like it's nine nineteen, and I think I think I think at least like a sub two seven, I think. Yeah, and what well, uh, they're not too far off Kemper's numbers from last year. Yeah, but again, they had they had their all they had their entire offense firing on all cylinders for the but, season. Uh, firing on that, but that's a team that could turn on whenever. I feel like. No, you, you have to see how Landeskog. You have to see how Landeskog plays for like that month that he comes back. Buddy, a team with Kale McCarr and Nathan McKinnon. I don't know if I'm Ranton. Yeah, and Miko Ranton. I'm not betting against that team being able to turn on the playoffs now if they've won one. I don't disagree with you. It's for me at least, I think it's just I don't trust Georgiev to maintain a you know pace throughout the entire Why when Gorgiev gets hot, he gets hot. And if he gets hot in the playoffs, it's over. <laughs> that, uh, team, I... that team could win a cup. I would, I would, I would pick, I would pick a, I would pick a team with a much better goaltender than. than I've him. watched Gorgiev go from absolutely horrible to playing four straight games, and being a top five goalie. Well, listen, I've <laughs> seen it too. Like, when when Lundqvist went down those years back, and he stepped up big. I, I'm not discrediting that. I just yeah, think, like, from an overall standpoint, I'm not proven. This is Gorgiev's first year of actually being a legit starter. You know what I mean? So, like, I don't fair. necessarily. I'm not necessarily sold on it yet. No, that that 100% makes sense. All right. I mean, anything else you guys want to talk about? Joe? I think we pretty much touched on everything. I just want to point out they all picked Carolina to win the East, so they're not winning now. Yeah, probably not. (laughs) Um, T.O. scored again. He's got 30 now. He scored an overtime winner. (laughs) Yeah, he did. Guy, I'm telling you, man, that that guy's gonna be a hot. That guy's gonna be a hot commodity. Yeah. Whoever gets him is gonna overpay him, but it's gonna be worth it. Agreed. Well, bef- before we wrap up, just another, you know, thanks to Lou Matrone and Joe Fatteruso for joining us today for this thanks hockey for episode. Yeah, we I mean, we appreciate. It. We know it's been a little bit since we had our last hockey episode, but you know, with the first half of the season already wrapped up, and the you know, the All Star break is you know just just past us, right around the corner. Now we get the second half of the season coming up. Should be a great second half of the NHL season to see where these teams will go from here. Maybe, uh, maybe, just maybe, we'll get a post-trade le- deadline little quick show in there. Recap some of these. Yeah, it's, no, it's very possible. I mean, listen, the NFL, 
NFL is coming to an end. Obviously, we got March Madness coming up next month. As Jonathan and I alluded to in our NBA episode, we'll be talking about a little bit more about special type of thing we're going to be doing for March Madness of coming uh, March. So mm-hmm. make sure to keep you know keep an eye on all of our socials on Instagram. We're going to be making a Twitter very soon, and then obviously you know just keep listening on here onto the podcast, and we'll definitely be you know mentioning. You know, yeah, just mention we'll be mentioning what our uh, special promotion will be for this year's March Madness tournament. But like I said earlier, thank you, Lou and Joe, for joining us this week. We would love to have you guys back on at future episodes, and we'll see where the NHL season goes from here. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Thank you again for having us both on here. Definitely want to come back for sure. Of course, of course. But that is going to do it for the All Gas No Break Sports Show. As we said, a great first half of the NHL season. Only time will tell how the second half will go, what big-time trades potentially could happen the next couple of weeks. We'll have to find out. Once again, this is Nicholas Pavona, joined alongside by Grayson Sheepy G. and Marino. And for this week, Louis Matrone and Joseph Fatteruso for the All Gas No Break Sports Show. Have a great rest of your weekend.